0: Welcome back in Solidarity Squad to another episode of the Solidarity Sports Network Betting Edition. Today we got some, uh, we got a six-pack of picks, as we like to do. And we're also going to introduce, if you followed our Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we started posting some fantasy locks of the week, some solidarity selections, if you will. So uh, we're going to go into a little bit of those and start introducing those uh, on these episodes as well. Um, so before we kick it off, I'll introduce myself. I'm Tyler Kastner and I'm joined with Steven Smith. What's up,
1: guys? Let's make some more money this week.
0: And John Paul Jackson wrecked. Hello. <laughs> Howdy. Uh all right, guys. Uh we can dive right in. Uh there's a lot, a lot of good lines this week. I think it is an adjustment from week one being so abysmal, scoring-wise, offensive production-wise. You had uh, overs. the majority of the games went or excuse me unders, the majority of the games went under their projected points total last week. So a uh, huge adjustment down, and there's a lot of opportunities to jump on some touchdown scores, some overs, uh, some point overs too. Uh, but we've whittled them down and we have a six pack of picks that we like the most. Um, JP, why don't you give us uh, one of the first picks?
2: I mean, coming off of an excellent week, surprising upset, uh, I, I I took Jameer Gibbs in a lot of drafts. I'm a little upset about his production, but uh, I think David Montgomery, uh, I they brought him, there was a lot of commentary by uh, the announcers during the game talking about how they really didn't want Jamal Williams to go, uh, but they also, they didn't want Jamal Williams to go and David Montgomery to sign with another team, so they pulled the trigger. Uh I think I think clearly they made a good move. I think a lot of people counted David Montgomery out. They were you know, especially after that video of Jameer Gibbs getting drafted by the Lions like they won the fucking lottery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so yeah. I expected Jameer Gibbs to be featured a lot more, but he wasn't, so we kinda gotta face things as they are. And if he is to be featured more, it's gonna be gradual. You're not gonna have a performance like David Montgomery put out, and then they're all of a sudden gonna switch to uh their rookie yeah. running back. So given that, given that he's gonna be the primary guy, given that he seems to be uh, especially a third down, hard hitting uh, goal line to go type of guy. Uh, I think Montgomery with a rush of reception TD is a great line. Um, you know, I, I think that Gibbs gets, I think the reception TV, TD is a little bit more of like a, you know, just in a freak occurrence because Gibbs seems to catch most of the passes, but it's just an added uh, cushion. We're expecting a rush, but maybe maybe they throw something in there that we don't expect, but definitely the rush. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just think that given his previous performance and especially given the, the Seahawks D against the Rams, um, sadly, I think that (laughs) (laughs) three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think they'll be passing on us as much, which also with uh, Witherspoon coming back uh, or coming, debuting. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think that uh, we're going to protect the pass a lot better. They're going to have to rush a lot. And when they get to the goal line, it's going to be really fierce. And when they push it in, it's going to be Montgomery to do it. So it's my first pick.
0: All right. Starting off strong. Uh, Stevan, go ahead and give us the second one.
1: Okay, so before I start, I just want to point out that um, our solidarity six-pack last week, we were five out of six. and Oh, fuck yeah, the we Bron- didn't even get to celebrate the, that. Yeah, and fuck the Broncos for ruining a perfect six-for-six. Six. We as a show and we as America should never trust the Broncos again. Yes. While Russell Wilson is the quarterback.
0: Sean Payton The good is- news is if anybody listened to us and you're betting in UD, uh, underdog— excuse I'm just used to the acronym yeah. in underdog. If you're betting in underdog, they didn't have team— uh, Spreads and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you picked only the player props, said the five player props and underdog, hey, congratulations, you twenty times your money.
1: <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So, uh yeah, so we were five for six. We're gonna we're gonna try for six for six this week. And the way you try for six for six is taking taking the easy ones, taking the easy lines. And Montgomery is one of them. He's in the Jamal Williams role, uh, like G- like JP said, he's the Jamal Williams of their team now. He's gonna get the short touchdowns and whatnot. Another line that's pretty easy, don't overthink it, is Saquon Barkley against the Arizona Cardinals. He has a rushing or receiving touchdown line. The, he is probably never going to have that again. <laughs> uh, so, like, obviously last week was abysmal for the Giants all around. We'll get to, you know, potentially another line later. But yeah, like, Saquon over one, just TD, either rushing or receiving. We know Saquon's a good receiving back. You get it either way. So, you know, don't overthink it. Send the send the overrun.
0: Yeah, uh, pretty simple. Not much to be said there. Saquon is awesome, and they're going to bounce back. Uh, so I'll add in uh, the third selection is going to be Romeo Dobbs over 38.5 yards. Um, I think I think this is just really low for the quality of receiver that Dobbs is, that he proved to be last year. Uh, Dobbs, over the last year and a half, uh, he was a rookie last year, Uh, along with Christian Watson, has proven to be more consistent than Christian Watson. Christian Watson is the playmaker. He is a a huge touchdown guy. I had him down the stretch last year. He was awesome, but he gets injured a lot, and he's not available a lot. Dobbs has been far more available and, and more consistent for that reason. And Jordan Love showed that he wants to go to Dobbs when he's in, and Dobbs had two touchdown catches. Now, the funny part is, even with the two touchdown catches, he was actually under 38.5. I think he was like at 26 yards. So that I'm going to chalk up to him being on uh, you know, a pitch count, so to say, a play count because he was injured last week. Uh, he was dealing with a lagging injury, so that affected his ability to play. Um, I think he's still not 100%, but he should be more involved than he was last week, and Christian Watson is still out. And also Aaron Jones is trending towards being out. I don't know if that was confirmed, but it looks like Aaron Jones is going to be out. Yeah, he's
1: doubtful. Yeah, Uh,
0: he's probably not going to
1: play, especially because, you know, they got A.J. Dillon, and they won, so they could afford to rest him a week. So yeah, he's got a hamstring injury. So
0: without Watson and Aaron Jones, I mean, those are the the top two receiving options. So Dobbs automatically opens up. He should be the wide receiver one. 38.5 is just, I mean, for a wide receiver one. When Jordan Love showed you last week, that he is capable. And without Aaron Jones, they can run A.J. Dillon. He's a competent running back, but I think they are going to pass a little bit. I think the Falcons are going to be a little bit difficult. Um, they showed they were good. They're going to score some points. So I think Love is going to have to throw, and I think he's going to be looking for Dobbs. So uh, that's a nice low line, so we'll take that. And uh, JP, give us our next one.
2: Yeah, so I mean – knocking it out of the park with these easy ones, Uh pretty over one and a half TDs against the Rams. Like, I don't know what else I have to say. He's a game manager. He's going to throw some TDs. I, the, the only way this doesn't hit is if McCaffrey goes off for three or four touchdowns. Exactly. But, so and you he know, might catch
1: one and he might catch one of them, you know, even too. You never know.
2: And the Rams were pretty sturdy against the Seahawks running game, which isn't bad anymore. Uh, so I mean, you got Kenneth Walker back there. I'm not going to compare Kenneth Walker to McCaffrey or anything. And I know the Giant or the 49ers have a better uh offensive line uh, and running run blocking. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, Brock Purdy's going to do Brock Purdy things, and he's going to beat up shit teams. And that's exactly what he's facing. So uh, one and a half TDs. I don't see how he doesn't hit this. That's another
0: easy one. And we just need to put it on record that we hope that we do not jinx Brock Purdy. The other stat going with this one is that Brock Purdy has had two passing touchdowns in each of his starts, which has never been In the done. regular I, season, I, yeah. Yeah, in each the of his uh, was now eight regular season starts, yep. which no quarterback in the history of the NFL has had two passing touchdowns in each of their first eight regular season starts. Um, so it is pretty remarkable. And of course, now that we're taking it, it's not going to happen, but uh, we'll stay optimistic and ride the line until it falls, which hopefully won't be this week.
1: Yeah, the the fact that it's on there, them knowing that just kind of makes you in the back of your mind think like, God, like this might be the one week that they don't, maybe the betting markets know something that we don't, but. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna hit a part a big parlay, you got to take the easy ones that you can get. So that's a pretty easy one. Uh, the Viner's offense will score probably three or four times. So, yeah, like there's a pretty high probability, probably seventy five to eighty percent that he does it again. <clears throat> the one that I'm gonna focus on is a little less easy because of what because of what happened last week. I guess you know a lot of people are probably gonna be down on this, but I'm really up on it burrow has a line for 36 and a half passing attempts on underdog fantasy i think that they're playing the baltimore ravens baltimore has one of the best run defenses in the nfl so i don't think mixon is going to be able to run effectively and i think that the that burrow has finally had for the first time in a month and a half an entire full week of practice with jamar chase with t higgins with tyler boyd and the passing offense I think that Burrow gets his rhythm. It's a divi- It's an another in division rival game, so they're pretty desperate to win this one. Given that Baltimore won, Cleveland won, uh, you know against them already. So if they fall behind zero and two, and then you know the Cleveland starts two and zero, and Baltimore starts two and zero, they're in big trouble. So I think that you see a uh, bounce back game from Burrow. He might not go off because you know the Ravens are still pretty good, you know defensively. Their secondary isn't as great, but. I think the passing attempts, he's going to have to pass the ball at least 40 times, I think, to be able to move the ball against the Ravens. So 36 and a half is one of the lower passing attempt lines I've seen for Joe Burrow on underdog in the time that he's been the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. So I think that you take the over on that because that's the only way that they're going to be able to move the ball against the Ravens. And you don't need him to pass for 300 yards. You don't need him to pass for three touchdowns. You just need him to throw the ball 37 times. And I think that that's what's going to happen.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's going to have a bounce-back week. Of course, he's not going to be as bad as he was last week. Um, so, you know, got to see them throwing their way out against the Ravens. And for the last pick in our six-pack, I I have been staring this down as uh, the other picks were being given out, and I, I am strongly considering pivoting uh, for us because I don't want to bet on the Broncos again. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't, but, don't pivot now. You know you're we're we're in this. We're in this together, man. We're in Just this. All
0: right, solidarity. We are gonna take the Broncos. Their kicker, yeah, Exactly. exactly. <laughs> not That's, the Broncos. There's the not Russell man. Wilson. We're gonna take Will Lutz over one and a half field goals. The projection is that the Broncos' offense is still stagnant. They're not gonna be able to finish drives. Uh, they're gonna have to settle for field goals. They're playing the Commanders, who. Have a have a have a pretty decent defense. They uh you know last week they did hold the Cardinals to, I think they had to kick like four field goals, three field goals.
1: Yeah, the the, the Cardinals didn't score an offensive touchdown. I think that they scored sixteen, so they got three field goals out of it. Their defense scored their and the only defensive touchdown. touchdown. To the, yeah, their defense. The Cardinals defense was the only like they only scored the only touchdown that the Cardinals had.
0: So. I think Sean Payton and the Broncos are a better offense than the Cardinals. <laughs> it's a low bar, but yeah, they cross it. And um, so there is a, p- a chance that the Broncos put up more of a fight than the commanders faced last week. But um, I am going to trust the fact that the commanders held strong in the red zone, forced field goals, and that they're going to force the Broncos to kick field goals. Um, so Lutz over one and a half is what we'll take. And so the final Solidarity six-pack of this week for week two is Saquon Barkley for a rushing or receiving touchdown. You could also take – this; these are all on underdog, by the way. You can take them on any sports book you like for that type of line. You'd look for an any time touchdown. But on underdog, it's over a .5 rushing or receiving touchdown. Montgomery, the same over .5 rushing or receiving touchdown. We have uh, Brock Purdy over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns. You have Joe Burrow over 36.5 passing attempts, Romeo Dobbs from the Packers over 38.5 receiving yards and Will Lutz, the Broncos kicker over one and a half field goals. And uh, we will hope for six for six. We, I mean, we hit five to six, so we can only go down from here, but we'll try to get perfect this week. Um, And with that, we'll switch from betting to a different form of betting in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all in the same fantasy football league, been in it for several years as we've gone over. Uh, week one started off strong. I won on an insane stroke of luck. Yeah, he, Tyler um, won <laughs> on the,
1: the last play. That he had the Jets defense and the last play. They got that walk-off like uh, special teams touchdown. Point return touchdown. Up. And that ended up, he scored less than 100 points, but still won the week. So, there you go.
0: Because I played Dak Prescott over uh, Justin Fields, which I'll never do again. Um, And I also had Garrett Wilson, who I was expecting 20 points from, and ended up, he salvaged the day with a touchdown. So, between Garrett Wilson's touchdown and the Jets' amazing touchdown, some sacks, some turnovers, I cobbled together enough points to just get over the hump. And, uh, but this week I, I faced, uh, TJ Hawkinson who put up a 20 piece as in the tight end position. So I'm already going to need a, another one of these miracle, uh, plays. So that's why we're looking at some fantasy locks. Maybe you're in the same position. Um, we have craft come together and crafted a, pick for each position that may be a little bit under the radar you know we're not going to give you josh allen and uh christian mccaffrey because you're playing them anyway we're looking a little bit deeper under the radar to get some good picks maybe ones that you might have on your bench maybe some guys you could even still get off your waiver wire so uh jp uh why don't you talk about i don't know you could pick which position you want to talk about if you feel feeling good about any of them
2: yeah uh i mean I guess I'll stick with the uh the the very simple I'm sure Seven will have stuff to add, but the, the sort of just locks. Uh I know we said we're not gonna talk about it, but ETN versus Kansas City. Uh I mean I'm just parroting at Steven here. I'm sorry, but there's not much more to say than what you already said. But uh, you know, a lot of people think this is gonna be a shootout. You know, KC's got that, you know. Not great secondary, uh, that was sort of abused uh by the TE position uh last week. But you know, one thing that people always look look, people look at a weak secondary and forget that a weak secondary really invites the run game more than anything else. Uh, because one thing you have to do to establish a long pass, which you want to do when you have a weak secondary, is you want to run the ball. Uh and ETN he had a, he had a great week last week, and I don't think any of us think it was a fluke. Uh, I I think he's definitely. I don't know if he's a start every week kind of guy, but he's definitely a start this week kind of guy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have much to say because it's pretty obvious. But it's just sort of like if you have any reservations about starting him against Kansas City, don't. You know that that that's yeah. pretty much what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean the Kansas City defense looked abysmal. They are getting Chris Jones back, so that might present a little bit more of a problem but etn works in as a pass catcher as a runner as a scorer and uh um, he's
1: also a good outside yeah. like he can bounce to like the one touchdown he did get against the colts he bounced to the outside and turned up the turned on the jets
0: and scored so like right. chris jones doesn't have anything to do with that yeah so you're not going to be running that, straight at the nose tackle that's going to be exactly. Tank Big, bigsby's problem exactly. uh, so etn is a, is a great play
1: yeah i'm going to highlight I'm going to highlight the quarterback position because I know that Tyler doesn't because it involves his guy, Anthony yeah, I Richardson. Yeah, can't say too
0: many good things about him.
1: I, I, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I think that, you know, despite losing by 10 points and essentially committing the turnover that sealed the game, he he had Oof. a better week than I think anybody could have ever seen happening. He looked like... It, it's not just the fact that, you know, he scored a touchdown and he threw the one touchdown to Michael Pittman. Just the... Just the energy that he brought to the Colts that day, just like was palpable. You could see it. Like they actually, their team, their defense, their you know, their receivers were running were running the routes because they knew that you know Anthony Richardson could get it to him, and the offensive line was pushing because they knew Richardson could get the first down. Like he he's like in, in his first game, he has changed sort of the outlook on the Indianapolis Colts. I think. Now, are they still going to be a bad team? Yes. Like, they're not going to win a lot of it. No, 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 just, just bear with me here. Are they still going to be a bad team? Yes. Are they? But this week, they play another bad team, and a much worse team, in the Houston Texans. And I know Lamar didn't get a passing touchdown last time, but Lamar was able to run effectively. Dobbins was able to run effectively before he got hurt. And then when Do- Dobbins got hurt, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards were able to run effectively. So you can run the ball on the Houston Texans. And one thing we love with fantasy quarterbacks are the ones that run. We love Justin Fields. The only reason we think Justin Fields is a good quarterback is because of his fantasy relevancy, really. So, like that's like that's pretty much it. You know, Jalen Hurts, same thing. We well, he's a good quarterback, but like we love him because of the we love him in fantasy because of the rushing ability. Same thing with Anthony Richardson. I think he might end up showing up on this list more than once this year. And I think that this and when he plays the Texans again, probably later in the season. Is going to be the best matchup that he that he gets to do to do what he does best. So Anthony Richardson is an easy lock that's outside of the the obvious selections: the Justin Herberts, the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. So I think you should absolutely play Anthony Richardson against Houston this week
0: if you have him. I, I you know solidarity. I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, QB four on the week last week, um, yep. most designed rush attempts of any quarterback last week. That might go down now that they have Zach Moss back, a real running back, as opposed to Deion Jackson, Evan Hole's situation, um, but still going to be designed runs, plenty of opportunities to run against the Texans. He also, this was a very interesting stat, he had 37 passing attempts, when you, which when you think about having the most designed runs, to also have 37 dropbacks, for a guy that has been... You know, highly criticized. Uh, Thanks, Ryan, for pointing it out every time that uh, he can't beat Vanderbilt and he can't throw an accurate pass. Well, he started to prove you wrong. And maybe the coaching is working because he hit Michael Pittman on a dime and that was a huge score. So, um, you know, 37 pass attempts is a lot of faith in establishing the pass game for him. Um, And the, the interesting stat is that it was more pass attempts than either Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck had in their debuts with the Colts. So, you know, it's kind of a weird stat to compare, but it's it's not nothing. It's not nothing. So, uh, definitely am excited about Anthony Richardson. Um, All right, I'm looking at our rest of their picks. JP, are you taking the receiver?
2: Yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about Mike Evans versus Chicago.
0: Well, uh, spoiler. All right, you can go ahead. I was gonna take take the tight end, but uh, I'll take the whatever's left. So you can go ahead with receiver.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, yeah. Mike Evans versus Chicago. I think. Uh, I was looking it up, uh, because there was someone was talking shit about like how this this league is so much more pass happy than what Megatron played, and was trying to justify the Megatron debate, and. Uh, I think people would be shocked to find out that the amount of passing attempts has not increased in the last twenty years. Uh, people really? think it's a more pass happy league. Uh, but actually, wow, uh, the Detroit Lions in two thousand eight had a higher percentage of pass plays than, for example, the Seahawks uh, last year. uh it's just it's not the league hasn't changed all that much in that regard. And the reason I bring that up is because uh the Buccaneers lead the league in pass attempts, uh pet pass plays, uh, you know, percentage of pass plays. Um and that like so th- there's plenty of attempts uh to to be given out. I Yeah, I, I just I don't have much to say other than he's got uh he's gonna have plenty of Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the hell was going on with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I I know him more for his commercials than I do for his quarterback play, <laughs> but uh, and everyone sort of wrote them off. But the Buccaneers, and it's it just, uh, I'm trying to say if that Baker like, didn't
0: write you, back. Baker didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I'm, just, write I'm back.
2: trying to, I'm trying to say that like the Buckin, everyone thought the Buccaneers would have to completely retool, uh, and you know try and try and find a new way to utilize Baker Mayfield, but they really just stuck to passing it almost every play trying to kill him kill the secondary and mike evans was a beneficiary of that and i think he'll continue to be a beneficiary of that especially against chicago uh so if anyone has anything to add feel free to chime in but it's just more that i i like the scheme of buccaneers and i like how they're using baker mayfield uh and i think mike evans is always a uh a candidate to get like a 90 yard touchdown one play you know especially against uh, a defense that's prone to letting up big plays.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do my pick. I'll do my my pick last and let Tyler go in a second. But just to kind of reinforce your Buccaneers point, Mike Evans for basically his entire career has been the Bucs offense. Like he just he's he's had a thousand yards every year of his career, no matter how like bad his quarterback play has been. And he you know showed again this past week that like he still got it. Like he had that really, really good, you know, he had that big third down play when they were driving down in the second half. He had that like, you know, rel- it was like 20 something yard touchdown. Like he still, ha- he is still the Mike Evans of, you know, 2020 when, you know, Brady first got there and he had like his career year or whatever. He is still Mike Evans. And like, you know, when Mike Evans goes against a bad secondary, he does, he does good things. So like, you know, the- 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 it's one of those things where like you don't overthink it. You just, you see the matchup, you see the player, you always bet on talent and when the talent has a good matchup then there you go. That that's that's see.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll so. I'll also add that I feel like a lot of people weren't that didn't have high Mike Evans stocks because of Baker Mayfield. Exactly. And Baker Mayfield and and this I'm not illustrating this well, but I it's almost to me like he didn't have a good scheme with the Browns. Uh it's it's like the well, Browns wanted to be. Team. Well, they were run exactly. First team. They were a run yeah. first team. They didn't do what Baker wanted to do. And it just, it was just really weird watching it because, I mean, all three of their TDs were past TDs. uh One of them were for long. He was chucking them downfield, sort of like Jameis Winston esque, except he was throwing yes. to the right yes, team. Yeah, that was my comment. Uh, yeah. And just, and the, the, uh, you can say what you want to about Jameis Winston, but Mike Evans doesn't get penalized for interceptions. Uh, so as long as they're (laughs) chucking it it doesn't matter if they if if they turn it over uh you know like and they didn't to their credit all it
1: takes is one you know maybe baker goes one for five on those deep balls but the one that he does catch ends up winning you your fantasy week so there you go but let's get back to the
2: yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. uh the only thing i'll I'll say is that i also don't think he's reliant on tds he did get a td last week i think if they get a td this week it'll be him still but um yeah, 6 6 for 66 yards. I think not the, you know. He's a has he a high uh high floor is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes, well, exactly. he's yes. he's
2: going to get the yards.
0: All right. Uh so Steven, I'll go, you go and then I'll take the last one. Uh ping pong. Uh I'll go ahead and give the tight end. Uh the tight end is the dirtiest position sometimes. We were talking about it before. We're not going to we're not going to give you Kelsey. You know. You should probably play him if you have him. If you haven't heard, and he's healthy. Travis Kelsey is pretty good. Um, and, and also, Mark Andrews, if he's healthy, you're playing him. Darren Waller, if he's healthy, you're playing him. TJ Hawkinson, hopefully you already played him. Uh, those four, any given week, are are your locks. And then, you know, tertiary to that would be Engram um, and Pitts are probably your next tier where they can be freaking amazing. Um, or they're going to just George Kittle, you know, even though he didn't have a great week oh, last right week. About
1: Kittle. Yeah, yeah, too. Even though he didn't Kittle have a great week last them. week, I think that if you have him, you start him. Like, basically, yeah. that's what we're saying.
0: For sure. So that, that's your round of tight end ones. Then when you're getting beyond <coughs> that, you know, you got Muth has been pretty consistent. Um, you got maybe Njoku has, was consistent last year. Goddard, Evan England, uh, who I suggested last week, he had a he had a decent yeah. game, but given how bad tight ends, he, he didn't
1: have a great game. But given how bad tight ends were, like that was a pretty decent play if you had it.
0: So we're digging deep beyond all those, and I'm giving you, uh, oh jeez, what's his first name? Musgrave, Luke. Uh, Luke, Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end from Green Bay. Um, now, rookie tight ends typically. Uh, are not very good immediately, but this year has been very, very different. You saw Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid, two other good plays, might I add, but I think they're a little more prominent given their performances last week. Um, They were talked about a lot. They're going to be involved. Uh, Luke Musgrave is going to be involved as well, Uh, and that's because Christian Watson, the wide receiver one in Green Bay, is out. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, who we talked about taking his over and receiving, is still a great pick, but he can't do everything. Musgrave got a great share of targets. I think he had five, which was tied for the highest on the team. And again, Aaron Jones is also out. So there's more targets to go around. Uh, Jordan Love seems to like Musgrave. And I think he's going to go to him. Um, He got good yardage too. So I think he has some yards after the catch potential. He has a touchdown potential maybe in his future and maybe this week. And he plays Atlanta, who didn't really get tested last week with the Panthers. but notably. Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown. So, you know, that could be a sign of a a weakness to the tight end position to the middle of the field. So all that being said, I think Luke Musgrave is most certainly on your waiver wire. If you're in a pinch, if, you know, for some reason Darren Waller gets ruled out tomorrow morning, um, Musgrave is a guy you can plug and play, and he he should have a, a pretty solid game.
1: I would also like to add, like, if you play DFS like I do, you know, the way that you win a lot of those is by taking those unique plays that nobody else plays and they explode. Musgrave is definitely a candidate to do that. Nobody's going to draft Luke Musgrave in DFS. so And he'd be your last if you, pick. He'd, 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 be he'd be a he'd complete be punt. Play. He'd at be a pick time. that you know you can get at the end of the draft, exactly. So, like, if you want to be, you know, risky and you want to be like, I want to get that one big play that nobody else thought of, like Luke Musgrave is that play. And before I reveal my pick, I also want to point out that our fantasy locks of the week last week, we told you to take, we told you to take Tua. He was the QB one. We told you to take Aaron Jones versus Chicago. He was the running back one. Evan Ingram had a decent game. Cortland Sutton uh, was like, you know, okay. Like he caught a touchdown. So like he scored 11 points. It's not really a bust. And, you know, the commander's defense was good. And obviously Tyler Bass was a top five kicker as well. So we did really well and we're hoping to do well again. On the subject of kickers, I, I want to say uh, with kickers, basically all fantasy logic kind of goes in reverse. So uh, with a lot of the the skill positions, certainly, but also the defense, you want to basically go against a bad team, right? You want your guy or your defense to go against a bad team, so there's more scoring opportunities. With kickers, it's the opposite. You want to go against a good defense because a good defense or a decent defense because that makes it more likely that your kicker is going to kick those field goals like in the red zone or on the opponent's side of the field, that the other defense is able to stop them from getting a touchdown to where you get three points instead of one on that drive. So with that, I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson this week. You know, the Raiders offense seemed pretty competent last week against the Denver Broncos defense. And now they're going against a bills team that is absolutely desperate for a win. I think their defense plays a little bit better. Like their defense wasn't bad last week or anything. I just think that they they come in and they do well. But I do think that the Raiders are gonna be able to move the ball. Their run their run defense isn't great, so Jacobs might have a good day. And then, you know, Devontae Adams is obviously a guy that can, you know, break loose for a big, you know, gain at any point in time. So I think that the Raiders are able to move the ball a little bit, but they get stalled out from getting a bunch of from getting into the end zone. So, you know, Daniel Carlson is gonna have an opportunity to probably kick three to five field goals, which if your kicker's kicking more than two field goals, he's having a good day. So there you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Carlson is one of the most consistent kickers in the league. One of the most consistent long,
1: long range kickers too. I think he has like, I think he has two 60 yarders, if I'm not mistaken. I know he had 62 one time against the, against the Browns a, a year ago, but yeah.
0: All right. And we'll wrap up our fantasy slate with the defense special teams unit. Um, defense special teams like the kicker is, is also a random position. Sometimes, uh, if you get really lucky and you have the Cowboys defense, (laughs) they win you a week.
1: I think Um, I saw like, I could have technically won without the Cowboys defense, but at the same time, like it was still like, it was still just a great play. Like they, they they had two touchdowns, two fumble recoveries, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, didn't you say like if they were a quarterback, they would have been like quarterback five or something like oh, yeah, that Yeah,
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Two, uh, yeah. Two, uh, Mac Jones. Like they would have been like QB,
0: I think like three or four, actually. Now that I think about that's it, that's crazy. 35 um, points from your defense. That's great. Yeah. So you can't necessarily project that every week. Uh, again, going non-obvious the, the Cowboys defense, you're playing them. The 49ers defense, you're playing them. The Ravens defense, you're probably playing them. Um, I still think the Jets defense, that's personally my defense, I'm going to still play them. Uh, So again, going a little bit beneath the surface, I really like the opportunity that the Saints defense has against Carolina. Um, The Saints defense did really well against the Titans last week. They really stopped the run game with Derrick Henry, Um, basically limited. I mean, he got taken off the field. They were playing Ty J Spears to get some you know, pass game going, um, to, to play defense so well that Derek Henry gets phased out of the game is remarkable. Really, really remarkable. Um, and I think the Titans kicked all field goals. I don't think they scored a touchdown. Yeah, They, they, kicked, um, off, they
1: kicked five field goals. Yeah. Right.
0: And that's why I picked up Nick Folk this week. Uh, yeah. another k- good kicker, but I stand by like Daryl Carlson, but, uh, you know, Folk is out there too. Um, anyway, so saints, uh, you know, they prevented the touchdowns. Um, they have a really well balanced defense, I think. They have, you know, Cam Jordan obviously on the edge. They have uh Tyron Matthew now in the secondary. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, is I, I think he was playing out there. Um, so they have a really well balanced defense. And most importantly, they're playing a rookie quarterback who ironically, maybe unfortunately, Bryce Young, you know, had the most potential. Um, he was seen as the most NFL ready QB well last week he looked like the least NFL ready he was QB. Yeah, he was
1: by far the worst like you know Richardson uh, was great Stroud was okay like he yeah Stroud outplayed Bryce Young for yeah. sure but yeah. Young was awful against the against yeah. the Falcons too like so that's that's a real big concern honestly. So I
0: think the Saints defense is going to be a little bit tougher. I think uh I think Matthew's going to have an interception. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a strip sack involved here, you know, so maybe a pick six, a fumble six. Um I just think the Saints are going to be on Bryce Young and it won't stop. Um I could see them scoring less than 10 points, which you definitely want less than 200 yards offense maybe. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with the saints on Monday night. You have to wait a little bit to get them, but hopefully they'll provide, uh, like my jets did last weekend, some late, uh, game value. And that being said that, that does it for the fantasy locks. We got Anthony Richardson at QB. We got Travis Etienne at running back, Mike Evans at receiver, Luke Musgrave at tight end, the saints at defense and Daniel Carlson at kicker. And, uh, we'll be excited to see how those pan out like 7 said solidarity did really well last week some some nice nice picks and uh so hopefully we can uh provide some good content again good uh good play again um and i think that do- about does it any uh closing thoughts fellas uh nope uh you know i hope you hope you guys win your
1: leagues you know you would have you would have probably won your league if you played Tua and Aaron Jones last week so if you know if this is your team this week you know we think you're going to win yep absolutely
2: uh I'll so hope, happy uh, the Seminoles don't choke. Uh, they, they just, just, a they, just swore. they just scored.
1: Yeah. They just scored. And, tra- and Travis yep. ripped off a big run so I think I'm, I'm I think I might be good there too.
0: Very nice. good. Okay. I feel All better. All right, we're back in it boys. All righty, that does it for this episode. We'll see you in week 3 and uh, have a have a good week too, fellas. All right. Peace out. Get this, get this win.